right, so this is our bonus episode, Joey. Bonus episode number three, which will actually be our actual episode number 22. Um, because we're going to put this up next week because we won't be able to record. Because we're lazy sons of bitches. That and my fucking work schedule is the worst. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, for those of you who don't know what a bonus episode is... Um, it's pretty... Uh, it's kind of self-explanatory. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just an episode where we don't talk about news and we kind of just... We just talk. Just dick around. We just talk about our feelings. Yeah. And <laughs> that's like, about it. I'm kind of... Like, uh, the way I feel right now is sad I feel and annoyed. The way I feel right now is hungry. Hunger is a big one right now. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. And that usually manifests itself in anger. <laughs> anger so. turns to hate. Um, Joey, um, anything you want to start off with talking about today? Well, let's see. We have our general discussion list right here. We can, I think the first one might take a little bit. So then let's so, get right to it. No, let's go with the second one. <laughs> so let's, um, go. let's go with the second one. Uh, weird eating habits. Joey, any weird eating habits you had as a kid? Or I, even now, like anything you do I still have weird? it. I still have them now. Like, uh... When it comes to like eat, like when I actually cook a meal and I don't just like pick something up from somewhere, and like I have like you know the side dishes and I have my main dish, I have to eat my side dishes first. It's always been that way. I think when I was a kid, my like my my parents asked me that, like my mom asked me, like why do you eat like all the vegetables and the stuff on the side first and it's like because i want to eat the stuff i want last right because like all vegetables you don't want to you want to end on a good yeah i want to end on a good note so like in my mind that's all i ever did so like anytime i eat now i pretty much just eat all the side dishes first that's the reason why i'm probably a fat pig because i eat everything on my plate when in reality because like, I'll be full by the time I finish eating my side dishes. But then you're like, but I need to eat it's like, but now this I need steak. To, and now I need to eat this steak and get dessert. And so I think that's like my main, that's my main weird eating habit. And when it comes to pizza, I have to make sure like, like it's not like when I first get the pizza, when I reheat the pizza, I can't reheat it all the way through. It has to be lukewarm. Can't be hot. If it's hot, it ruins. It. it just ruins it. If it gets too hot, then I get upset and I have to let it sit. Yeah. Because it, one, it gets too soft, and that kind of is a little upsetting. But two, then I was like, I can't take a bite out of this. It's gonna burn the shit out of the roof of my mouth. So I have to let it sit, or like you said, just kind of like leave it in there for 10, 15 seconds, and like you know, yeah, pull it out. Um, it has to be the height of salmonella. <laughs> That's why. That's why I call it. I wish there was a setting for that. And on my yeah, microwave, we have a salmonella, salmonella like, setting. Salmonella setting. Is that is that salmonella where it's like you're definitely going to get it, or it's like this is just hot enough to where you might not get it. It's like it's it's just hot enough to where you you're you're kind of gambling right now. It's <laughs> so like you're, 50, you're on the fence. Chance you're going to get a salmonella. Yeah. Pretty much, and so like when it comes to that, and like it's, I think that's like almost like key for reheating anything for me for the most part. Like I can't heat anything all the way through, or else it just burns the shit out of my mouth. And then I just like I don't even want to eat this anymore. Fuck this, and then I just like, and then I wait ten seconds, and then I eat it again because yeah. I'm desperate and I'm hungry and I'm fattened. Um, I have never been able to eat grapes like a normal person. I always have to like bite them in half. Well, are you talking about like the tiny grapes? As doesn't well? matter. Big grapes, little grapes. I gotta bite them in half, and like I tend to look at the inside of the grape, and you, then I will eat the rest of the grape. You monster! <laughs> I will not eat the full grape. Like I can, I can get that with like the globe grapes, like the like fucking the big huge ones. ones. Yeah, no, like that yeah. makes sense, and I think that's why it started. But for whatever reason, now I just have to like I put it right in between my teeth, and I will just bite down on it and one half will fall into my mouth and the other half will fall out of my mouth into my hand or I'll just kind of grab it and then I will stare at it while I chew half of the grape and then I will (laughs) eat the other half of the grape. (laughs) It's fucking ridiculous to watch me. so fucking weird. Because of you, any (laughs) listeners we have are fucking gone now because you are 
so gross. That's, that's probably about right. Um, I'm a little better about it now, but not whenever I was uh, younger, this was uh, <laughs> like it's an actual. This problem. was even uh, you even in high school. Um, I have to like chew everything, including liquids. Like if I'm drinking water, I'm sitting there like chewing it. Even though, of course, you can't chew water, but you know, I have to go through the motions of like eating That's something. Weird. Um, like I said, I'm a little better about that now. I, d- I tend not to do it as much, but I still do it. Um, uh, I up until very recently, I refused to. I still even now refuse to eat tomatoes, but I will not eat tomatoes to the point to where I, when I was a kid um, and my grandma would take care of me. Uh, whenever she would make spaghetti, I would always ask her to take the sauce from the bottle, put it in the blender, blend up all of the little <laughs> tomato pieces, because or else I would refuse to eat it. You were a little shit. Dude. I was a little shit. Um, I think that's probably some of my weirder ones. That's no, like I okay. I had the exact opposite to. I can eat like a full tomato, like an apple. I don't like tomatoes. Just I think I uh, I had a couple of bad experiences with like. Really like gross, like mushy tomatoes, and like taking a bite out of that, or like chewing. Is that the reason why you don't like homemade mac and cheese too? Because you had bad experience with homemade mac and cheese. And I just I, why would you have homemade mac and cheese? Because it tastes better than craft. Well, you mac can and have craft, and it's so no. Delicious. Like okay, when you have don't homemade mac, like a good homemade mac and cheese, and then you have craft mac and cheese. Craft tastes like the armpit of a dead clown. Mm-hmm. But I'm a poor person, and I was fucking raised. <laughs> fucking clown armpit mac and cheese. Me too, but then I got older and made mac and cheese for myself one day, and it was delicious. I just can never find... Maybe it's just I haven't been able to find the right combination of cheeses. Dude, okay, so one, if you're using Velveeta, you're doing it wrong. Why would I ever use Velveeta? It, it, one, that tastes like wax and chalk mixed together with like cheese flavoring on top. Like I might like that at that point. It's like I might as well just put fucking slices of American cheese <laughs> on fucking macaroni. No, it's like all, all you need, like you need, like like just like like good, like just go to the deli, get like a chunk of like sharp cheddar cheese, and then you just mix it in with some pepper, and it's fucking fantastic. Mm. The pepper takes down on the salt factor on that. Okay. You don't want it to be too salty. Okay. I guess I could see that. Maybe I'll have to, like, you know, you'll have to, like, send me some kind of real mac and cheese recipe. But as of right now, Kraft mac and cheese, amazing. Never stop eating Kraft mac and cheese. It's like the, this is the Del Taco Taco Bell argument all <laughs> over we're, again. We're, we're back. More lines are being drawn. <laughs> it's like, I don't think I can do this. I, I, we can't do this podcast anymore. <laughs> we're, we're, we're done. You, eight, eight minutes into this bonus, eight, bonus episode. I fucking, need to go home. You fucking Kraft mac and cheese plebeian. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> fucking stand it. <laughs> okay. Um, but, like, I'm just... I don't have weird eating habits. Like, I guess, like, I guess, like, my like my nephews are still pretty young, so I, I see kind of their weird eating habits. Um, like, I've noticed uh, the old my oldest nephew, he has to eat like uh, everything that's in front of him. So no matter what is put on his plate, he'll kind of just eat it. Right. Unless like, but like, and like, it doesn't matter what it is. But if he doesn't like the texture of it. So like ground beef and like uh, and like chili beans, if he does, if it's not like it's not to, the taste, if it's not to his liking, and the texture is not to his liking. It's not even the taste. That's but one it, of the reasons why I'm not a huge fan of like mushrooms. For some reason, like like mushrooms have a really weird texture to them. Dude, I I can like anytime I actually like have the money to make a steak. Uh, you make the sautéed like, mushrooms. I, I do sautéed mushrooms. Like that's not bad, but it's just it's a like mushrooms in my opinion have a very weird taste, and I'm more so used to it now. Um, I enjoy mushrooms like on pizza and in sauces okay. and stuff like that. Um, but I remember not eating any mushrooms as a kid. I still don't eat onions. I still don't really care for onions because cooked onions are gross to me. Like if they're very soft and like. I don't like that. Like, I, like caramelized a, onions, just like they make burgers. Like a they raw, make the like burger. a raw onion, I can suck. I can eat that, and I won't necessarily like it, but it's not bad. Um, but once you get like the, once you like stick them in like oil or something, and they kind of like get slightly cooked and all that shit, not a fan. 
Well, then, like, here, here's what you do. You don't, like, cook them in oil or anything. You just, like, throw that bitch on the grill for, like, a minute for like a minute or two. Take that bitch off. Tastes sweet. Joey, I have, I live in an apartment complex, in case you forgot. Yeah, I know where you, I know where you live. You also have a patio. There's no, but there's someone right above me. I can't grill something and smoke out their patio. Fuck them. <laughs> they are kind of assholes. <laughs> I thought they moved out anyway. Yeah, but now we have other neighbors and they're still kind of assholey. Um, they're not as loud and annoying, but they're still kind of annoying. like up at all hours of the night, like running around. Um, okay, well, I think that's it for like. I, 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 I'm just finding more reasons to hate you, Johnny. That's fine. <laughs> um, I had another one I didn't put on here that we can talk about. Uh, mainly because I have something very specific that I like, you know, have relating to this. Uh, is there anything like as a kid that you were afraid of that was unreasonable? Like it was not like Jaws. Like everybody was afraid of Jaws. You watch Jaws, of course you're going to be afraid. But is there anything that you watched that you um, like that's completely unreasonable? And let me uh, give you an example. Um, as a kid. Um, watching Dumbo, that sequence with the like purple and pink elephants like going through, mm-hmm. I was terrified of that as a kid. Like I would watch that movie with my mom, and the second that that started, I would run off, <laughs> hide in my room, and yell at my mom and tell her to tell me when that part was <laughs> over. And once that part was over, I would run back and finish watching my fucking movie. But that's one of those things that I just remember being like truly terrified about. Hmm. I'm really trying to, like, anytime, like, I would see, like, I would, uh, as a kid, anytime I saw anything scary, like, like, any scary movie, even though I knew it was fake, and I knew what did not exist or wasn't real, for some reason, like, anytime, like, there was a dark hallway, I would always think... Whatever I just watched, it's over. Like there. something's gonna, like, like something's gonna pop. That out. thing is over there waiting for me. So like I would, so anytime there was a dark hallway, I would have to run from the light area <laughs> all to the, the way next light to, area. to the next light area, or like I would just like because, or I would turn on all the lights everywhere I went. Every single light goes on until like I'm done in that area. Then there's like, and then as I uh, then your mom can come turn off the lights because I'm not going back there. Like yeah, I would turn off. Dark. I would turn off the lights. So like if I was going, if I went to the bathroom, I would just I would step out of the bathroom first and then turn off the light, and, <laughs> and then I would be in a lit hallway. Right. And then I would walk out of the hallway first, and I would just like, just, like and I would have to be around the corner, and I still kind of do this now. I'll be around the corner and I'll turn off the light. <laughs> And it's just kind of one of those habits that kind of sticks with now, me. Now it's just kind of one of those things that sticks with me. So like, I kind of know by feel where all the light, light switches are. But if I if I get confused or if I miss or misjudge where Do the you light ever switches get any, at, like twinges of that, like now as an adult, where yeah, you kind of like you see like a dark hallway, like in your in your like house or apartment or wherever you're at, and like you're still like afraid, like even. In your own home, like pretty much, like because like I've been watching a bunch of like home invasion horror movies. Like not not like yeah. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> it's like it's like I'm going like I would say like not in like a dark alley, but somewhere where you should be safe and you kind of are aware that there's nothing that's gonna like really. No, just like, as I said, I've been watching home invasion horror movies <laughs> for a little bit, so I'm kind of like so like I constantly think okay. I hope they know as because like, I keep thinking of like with hypothetical situations. Like I really hope. That they don't know where I keep my knives at because <laughs> I don't have any guns in my apartment right now. Um, they're still all back at the house. Just right. One, I don't have a gun safe. I'm not, I'm not about to go through any of that bullshit right now. But um, I'm, I'm going like, there's like I have I have my Bowie knife by my bed. I have my machete in my closet. I have my work knife in my work pants, which is just like a foot away, and I have my regular knife that I usually keep on my belt, uh, just like under, like I have like my record stand and I keep it underneath my record stand. And then I have another knife that goes in my pocket, which is usually in my pants pocket. Yeah. You like, I only have, I think one knife, uh, that's like out somewhere in the open, that's one uh, at the apartment, the, the fucking mortal Kombat knife that I have. (laughs) Kano knife. Um, but other than that, I mean, if someone, Gets to the bedroom in my apartment. 
they win. I'm just going to win. Because I have guns in there. Way too many guns. Yeah. And none of them are particularly locked up. So, um, but it's like, so like, it's like in my mind, I'm always thinking like, if someone is there, I'm like, I kind of just like, I have like my, my hand kind of in my pocket a little bit. Just, just in case. It's just like my, like, you know how you can kind of just put your thumbs in your pockets and you kind of let your hands rest there. I kind of have my palm on the hilt of my, of my knife. That's understandable. Um, if I'm ever carrying like uh, like a little pocket knife or something as I'm like walking around somewhere that I'm unfamiliar with, I tend to do the same thing, kind of just like be ready. And in those situations, I tend to just be like sitting there, like imagining like, oh, like if this person came out, I'm just such a badass right now, and just like fucking like whip out my elbow and elbow in the fucking face, like have the knife in my hand, ready, and like you know, like run off and shit, and like fight people. Even though something like that happened, I would totally just become the biggest. Bitch, bitch, just like, uh, like I, I, in my mind, I'm always going like, okay, so if someone comes at me, I was like, I just hope I have the mental fortitude to defend myself and not just like collapse under pressure, right? <laughs> and just like, because it's such like this like quick split second decision, and I like hope that in that if I'm ever in a situation like that, that I would be able to react appropriately. Yeah. but so much of I don't even want to say my life, but so much of like just being a functioning member of society has led you to like not be violent towards people and not like, you know, attack people. But if like someone's coming at you, I hope that I can like switch out of that mindset quick enough to like do something about it. So like, I kind of think that that's my like unreasonable kind of fear because in order to get into my apartment one, it's on the second floor. Right. So the only way to really get in is either you have a ladder and I left the window open and you have to cut your way through the screen to get in. Which, which, and also you that. Walking in, I think you'd be able to see that. Yeah. Because right? your apartment is a. Uh, it it, it faces the, the parking lot yeah. and, other, and multiple other apartments. So I also, and also it's like if someone were to get in, they'd either have to do that or they would have to go through the front door. And I, even then, I have a security door. On that, right. so if someone were to take off that security door, they would have to bring like a set of power tools with them, <laughs> and I would hear it. It. it would be noticeable as you walked up to the front door, and there's no security door. It's there. like, be like, be like, oh shit, something's happening. Like, it's like, so like either the contractor uh, forgot where he was going <laughs> and just started doing stuff, or you know, the, this dude has a Milwaukee drill who's just ready to go for security. He just kind of like open the doors; they're still removing the security door you're like you know i'm right here right <laughs> and you know that you probably shouldn't like get through that door since i can see you yeah so like like but like i always think though someone somehow like got what in. if what if what if yeah what like what if like some dude just knows how to pick a lock like a bitch, and he just like jimmies it a little, a little bit gets in and then that's it and like but I, I always like think worst case scenario and uh, before when we were living at uh, living at the house um, and would be like driving back and forth to Northridge because he was going to school. Uh, so most of the week I was at home uh, alone by myself, um, and that house creaked a lot. God, that was terrifying. Like you know, like every time the AC would kick on, it wouldn't be that bad, but it would turn off, and then uh, soon after, it would just kind of like the whole house would almost like creak. Mm-hmm. You'd constantly be like hearing things outside because we had a park across the street. It was just like constantly like on edge. I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, <laughs> someone's oh, shit. here, someone's here watching me. Like, I guess like that's also like another reason why I constantly have to have background no- background noise on. So like, just I always have to have like, the TV on just to kind of filter that like fear silence. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I have to have the TV on, or I have to have a record playing. I have to have something something audio happening to where it fills the apartment and like, or like my room or the house or something like this. Just needs to happen. Like I'll fall asleep with the TV on, dumb in the other room, right? <laughs> just, just so that way I have that is like that noise ready to go. When you think about it, it's kind of like counterproductive because if someone broke in, the noise of that shit could like you know be muffling their uh, their, their entry. entrance. I don't know. So yeah, but at the same time, it's it's I, I I definitely see it as something more comforting than just hearing like dead silence and having you like. 
possibly hear something outside and then like having your brain come up with like you know weird sounds that it's not hearing yeah. and you know yeah I can see that definitely I think I think for me it's just straight up like like okay uh, like that was just the TV like don't be scared it's just a yeah, TV it just, it's fine it's fine just go At back to sleep get murdered, let me just get murdered in my sleep it's like, I mean like it's like right now it's like, like you know what I'm just gonna sleep naked that way when I wake up <laughs> To someone breaking in, and I fight them with a knife. They're going to be more afraid of me than I am of them because <laughs> they're going to be like, "Wait, is, is his dick out? Is, <laughs> is, like, is he is like, is like is some crazy naked dude is defending the shit out of his apartment with a knife that's twice the size as his dick? How do you have morning wood? It's fucking two in the morning. It's still the morning. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I had a dream about your mother. What? Ew! I'm leaving. This was the worst house to break in ever. And I would just, I would just like shake it a little bit. Just like I would start dancing. <laughs> start, start dancing. Um, Joey, um, I don't know if you've heard about this guy. I'm sure you have. Michael Pactor. Uh, he's this like uh, analyst guy who kind of like predicts trends in. Uh, okay. In like movies and video games, and he used to do this for uh, like stock prices for like a big, uh, mm-hmm. you know, big company or whatever. Um, but recently, he came out and he, you know his predictions are like uh, some of them are on point, but other, others of them aren't. So he's really kind of like just hit and miss. Yeah. Um, but he's he recently said that um, consoles. Are done. Consoles are never going to sell as much as they have sold in this generation. And from now on, uh, like these big companies aren't going to go out of business, but they're never going to sell as much as, Mm. uh, you know, these current consoles. The Xbox One, the PS4, um, the Wii U. He he said that the the consoles are now on a downward trend. Mm, I don't know. Because there's no other avenue for... Hardcore games, bigger games, story-driven games that we have now. There's no other avenue for them to play on. I mean, like you can't you really, can't cram it down onto a phone. Yeah, you can do it on PC, but yeah, his his whole theory is um, as more and more people discover mobile phones, and with the barrier of entry for certain games becoming higher and higher, um, a lot of people are going to abandon um, you know consoles and more so start going to phones. Uh, because, you know, in the future, uh, let's assume this is five, ten years in the future, your phone will be able to run what, like, an Xbox 360 would. Or, you know. Mm. So you're I mean, saying that, you know, in the future as we go forward, uh, we're going to see less people uh, go. They're, like, they're going to remain, uh, these consoles are going to remain alive for hardcore gamers. But most of the people who are, like, middle of the road. Um, so what yeah, he's saying is, is that the. The casual gamers can become more of a thing. Are gonna are gonna go more to mobile, like the people who have consoles but only get it for like uh, Madden or Call of Duty or something. They're gonna go more so towards phones. Okay, so I kind of I kind of can see it, but I also can't see it at the same time because what he's talking about is the exact same thing everyone else was afraid of. You know, in like the early to mid two thousands, was right the fact that remember when the Wii first came out and how focused that was on the casual gamer? Yeah, and it it sold. It was to where like a year or two after the console came out, they were still having trouble keeping that on the shelf. Yeah, like it was flying off. The and shelf. then you look at Nintendo now, and Nintendo, I wouldn't say they're in trouble, but they definitely been in better shape. Yeah, yeah, and. It's like it's it's the exact same scenario, just in a different time frame. I mean, like, granted, phone sales are not going to dwindle down. They're only going to dwindle down to the next evolutionary steps, and phone happens. Yeah. You know? So, so once we have the uh, the iPhone, like in Futurama, where you fucking stick, stick it in your, your eye. eye. I mean, we're going to stick with phones for a while. Yeah. They're going to say they're just, they might continue to change, get smaller or bigger or uh, have more of a capacity, but until we have something to replace them, they're here to stay. Pretty much. And like, and who, who knows when that whole moment is going to happen. Yeah. However, uh, what he's saying about essentially just casual gamers, casual gamers do not make up that much of the 
gaming market. Right. The guys who go out and buy the console that's worth $600 on release day, the guys who go out and buy every single even, launch title. Even if title, you get something, uh, even if you got like an Xbox One today, uh, $400 or $350, um, $400 you get the one with the Kinect or like mm-hmm. one of the higher end ones. Um, mom and pop who want who don't have a smart TV but want to watch Netflix or something. Yep. They're not going to invest in that $350 console, $400 console. Um, they're going to go with a, you know, like a the little Chromecast or the Roku stick. Yep. Something much more cheaper. Yeah, something easier so, to use. Yeah, I would agree with you that those people usually aren't the ones who like go and get an Xbox. Pretty much. Uh, people who casually uh, are interested or you know needed to play Netflix or something like that, that would make up a very small margin yeah. of the uh, pretty much of the population of consoles. Yeah. in my opinion. So I kind of think he's kind of going off a bit of the deep end, saying that consoles are going to be on a downward slope. Like, like we always see like a weird trend in consoles. That's always just because when they first release, they're like six hundred bucks a piece. Yeah, and then you know everyone waits like a good solid year. Uh, for one, like people who wait the first year out, wait for the kinks to be ironed out first, and then after that gets ironed out, then they go out to buy the console, no right. matter what the price is. And then, and then there's some people who wait a little bit further than the than the solid. So we get like until the, the price drop. The, the well, yeah, the price drop. Uh, either that, or they will. Um Wait until like the new version is announced. Mm-hmm. Like you know, with the Xbox they just announced the Xbox Elite. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is kind of like just a slightly upgraded version. Right? Yeah. So they that's um, that a lot of people wait for that too. Is it like the smaller, slimmer thing? No, just... it's, it's the same size. Um, it's just got like a hybrid uh, SSD drive, mm-hmm. um, and it comes with the Elite controller. Uh, it can load. They said it can load up uh, up to like thirty percent faster. Uh, being a just slightly, slightly uh, better, slightly better. Um, like so, like I kind of think that this dude kind of doesn't really like. I mean, if he's if he's supposed to identify trends, he should be able to identify this trend because I mean, all these things are cyclical. Yeah. I mean, and they all happen within their the, each console's lifespan. I mean, it happened with the Xbox 360 and the PS3. Their lifespan happened with the Xbox uh, with the original Xbox. Yeah. And uh, the PS2 happened with their lifespan. So I mean, like it's just gonna. I mean, like now that games, I kind of feel like they have matured into. They're becoming uh, into like a form that is the most accessible now. Yeah, it's definitely uh, you know with mobile games. Uh, Everybody plays mobile games. Yeah. Everyone from a child of two or three years old to uh, people in their seventies and eighties, you mm-hmm. know, are playing mobile games. Um, so now it's no longer like this um, seen as this negative thing. Where 20, uh, 20 years ago, if you played video games, uh, you were a nerd. You were like, you know, you yeah. weren't going to amount to anything. You're going to you're wasting your shitty time sports and, and you know, it's a waste of time. Not having any um, friends, blah blah blah. <laughs> but now that's changed so much with uh, you know with mobile games. Where it's not even it's not seen that way anymore. Uh, a parent who grew up with video games is more likely to get their kid uh, video games, right? You would yeah. think so. Um, whereas, like you know, like my parents never had any of that stuff, so. Um, whenever I would ask for this or that, they'd be like, "Well, that's pretty expensive. Why don't we get you this other game?" Which yeah. is not something I ever wanted. Usually, you know, some like fucking <laughs> shitty knockoff game. Um, like Mario, <laughs> yeah, Mario. I think it's supposed to have an A, mom. <laughs> it's Mario. It's like M A U R I O. It's like you are not the father. This is definitely a different kind of game <laughs> than I really expected. Yeah, I thought there was going to be more jumping in turtles. But. <laughs> There's a lot uh, of fraternity suits and racism. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, it's only going to grow bigger and bigger. Yeah. Uh, just think of, like, you think about the beginning of film mm-hmm. and how. I guess with film it might be a little different because a lot of people like you know were like wow this is great and I think well I mean if I remember correctly a lot of people thought that oh yeah people are not going to go to the movie theaters anymore people are just going to get these direct to VHS direct to DVD movies and right. avoid the movie theater altogether but everyone still wants to go to the movie everyone like wants if the anything like the you theater. like look at this year in uh, as far as box office goes for movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been one of the best box office years in recent years. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas last year, uh, you had a lot of like, uh, 
it, yeah, people were afraid of what you're talking about. Yeah. Because last year's summer, summer uh, didn't really bring in a whole bunch of yeah. money. but And especially now with movies on demand, movies being released the same time in theaters like, as on demand. Yeah. It's just and like people like but like no one's saying about oh yeah people are gonna stop going to movie theaters because of on demand like people are gonna some people are saying it's like a, they're gonna generate more money from right on demand than they would in the movie theater but they're still gonna have their movie theater run because there are still a lot of people and I'm one of them as well that love to go to the movie theater I want to be able to sit down in their seat in a dark room. With surround sound everywhere, it's like and a certain experience that you can't get at home. And even if you are sitting at home with, uh, let's say, if you have a family, like three or four other people, um, it's not going to be the same as if you go watch a movie with a uh, hundred, two hundred people, and they're all laughing and they're mm-hmm. all. Uh, Experiencing this movie with you, yeah, uh, you're more likely to laugh in a movie theater filled with people than by your home, or, you know, at home by yourself. So, yeah. like, so there's certain experience that you can get uh, in a movie theater, just like there's certain experience you can get with a console that you're not going to get anywhere else. Yeah, um, like a whole bunch of racist teenagers. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, to me, like just earlier, I was I played a little bit of Sunset Overdrive online, yeah, and like annoying ass fucking 12 year olds who are playing that game but also you know another chance to yell at them and make fun of them but that's true you know I uh I got into the uh Rainbow Six uh Siege okay uh, closed beta and I've been playing that like this last week or these last couple of days and um like there's people who are on mic who are um who are like you know actually like see this is a very like team coordinated game where you're yeah. constantly calling out like I saw someone second floor uh, we're gonna enter third floor we're gonna breach now like it's very very like communicative mm-hmm. but there's always like that one person who's just like fuck you guys like I said I was gonna go and nobody covered me like fuck you guys you guys yeah. are all assholes and it's just like calm down like it's just a game or there's that asshole who still yells out Leroy Jenkins and runs yeah into everything head on and dies and game is pretty fun uh, I'm uh talking about that i'm kind of excited for it yeah Uh, it's very like team based it's one of those games where um it there's no uh there's no single player Mm -hmm. uh, so that people are kind of upset about that i think they've announced that there's only going to be like 10 maps which is kind of a very very low number for a like strictly multiplayer game yeah um but from what i've played it's great it's a it's a fun game um the most important thing is you need like a team of people to play. Yeah, to constantly be communicating with each other uh, because I'll get stuck on teams with um, with no communication and nobody's communicating. The other team is communicating, I'm sure, and I'm hiding in a corner and kind of like looking for people. And all of a sudden, I'll see like drop, drop, drop. Like three, three, like three out of my five <laughs> team members just get killed all at once. And I'm like, fuck me. Like now I'm gonna have to like either do some fucking magic shit to, like, win, or I'm just gonna hide in this hole, hole and, uh, get killed, you know? Yep. Um. Like, I guess, like, with those kinds of games that are all communication-based, you can never really have fun unless you're playing with your friends. Because it's not like Call of Duty, where you can just, like, hop on and play Deathmatch and just yeah. rack up kills and fucking leave. Yeah, this is, a, like, strictly 5v5 if you're playing, uh, like, a multiplayer Deathmatch or there's a 5v AI. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a terrorist hunt mode. So they like put like 50 terrorists in a like building or like in whatever map you are. And you have your five teammates and you have to go in and like take them all out. But they're actually like smart and they have like C4 like lined up places mm-hmm. and like they'll try and ambush you and like, you know, like do all this crazy shit. So um, to bring it back around though, like that's uh, all these people. Um, who are playing these games, like these very like cooperative games, they're going to keep uh, getting consoles. Yeah. And with this console cycle, they've said that uh, it's already outsold. Uh, you know the amount that of 360s and uh, PS3s that were being sold at the same time last year. Yeah. So I don't see this trend going away anytime soon. Pretty much. I mean, the only time this bubble is going to burst is if they release like a mediocre product. It, like, but then again, the bubble will just burst for the company involved who released that mediocre product. Yeah. Um, not so much everybody so else. Like, so, like, say, like, later down the line, like, 
you know, Microsoft releases like their next Xbox console and it's a piece of shit and doesn't run well, doesn't have any games or whatever. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's just there. It's just a brick. Then, you know, no one's going to want to buy it and their bubble's going to burst and then no one's going to really trust their console ever again. I mean, kind of look, I mean, you kind of look at what happened with Sega. I mean, granted, like, uh, I kind of think the Dreamcast wasn't as bad as some people thought it was, but the bubble burst for Sega because they released the Saturn. Yeah. You know, and that went, that went horribly because they retrofitted it to be 3d instead of, instead of, you know, keeping it a 2d console like they wanted it to, but you know, their bubble burst and they didn't really recover with the Dreamcast, And now they don't make consoles anymore. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, uh, agree with you. It's just one of those things where, um, it's only going to get better. I don't see it getting any worse from here on out. Pretty much. Mm. Um, and anybody who says otherwise... Um, fuck you. Yeah. 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 Mm. Fuck you. That's, that's that's what I was going for. Fuck you, Michael, whatever the fuck your last name is. I can't Michael pronounce Packer. it. Michael Whatever. Pactor. Pactor. Packer. Fudge Pactor. <laughs> <laughs> we just made fun of your last name. Now, now everybody's going to think that you're stupid. <laughs> What the fuck? Okay. Uh, let's move on. Um, we can talk about fan theories. We're, uh, we're like hitting 35 here, and we've got okay, like 30 okay. minutes left. Okay, so. so there's some always some interesting fan theories, and Reddit usually has some stuff. So we're just going to kind of scroll through Reddit and, and uh, see if we can find some that we find interesting. I'll let you go ahead and uh, start off here. I'm gonna well, let's see. Some stuff let's here. see if I can find one that's actually you know not horrible. My phone actually loads it. So, so fan theories are you know like if you want to take a look at this stuff um, away from here, um, uh, Reddit does have a subreddit for fan theories. Right? Like nothing but fan theories. Mm-hmm. So, if you're interested in that kind of thing, definitely go check that out. Um, I always think it's uh, it's always interesting to hear people's. Uh, Interpretation. Like, oh yeah, this 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 might be it, or this this might be happening, or this might not be happening. Um, so it's, it's I think it's cool. I think it's interesting to uh, get these uh, fan theories out there. Um, let me bring up something here. Okay, let's see. Here we go. We have a Cowboy Bebop fan theory. <laughs> So, this is kind of spoilery, if whoever hasn't seen the series, but you should fix that right now anyway. Um, So, here it goes. Uh, After having viewed the series multiple times, there's still something that bothers me about Spike's character. I believe that Spike could actually be the antagonist in regards to his relationship with Julia and Vicious. After Spike and Vicious' first re-encounter in Ballad of Fallen Angels, Spike and Vicious fight... Uh, their fight leads into the flashback sequence where it is shown that in Julia's apartment, also shown in the credits, there is an open bottle of red eye on the table. Mm. The bathroom sequence in the first episode <coughs> of the series, Asteroid Blues, um, the bathroom sequence between Spike and Asimov adds to the idea that Spike could have been using red eye. When Spike exits the stall, he sees Asimov and calmly explains that you should leave the water running so you don't clog the drain. Finally, in the opening of Symphony of the Devil, Spike has a flashback to the surgery where he got his cybernetic eye. Perhaps the reason Spike needs uh, needed the replacement was due to his red-eye drug abuse. This would have some validity to Vicious's line in Jupiter Jazz Part 1, where he rebuffs Spike's threat, claiming, if anyone here needs sympathy, it's you. That's kind of an interesting one, because we always just see uh, Spike in that show as... Uh, just nothing but the good guy. Right. Or, like, the dude who gets the short end of the stick the entire time. So, it's kind of interesting. I can, like, I need to rewatch the series again because they've, they've listed a lot of minute details yeah. that I cannot remember. One of the fan theories that I always, uh, and not anything I just saw, but uh, one of those fan theories that always kind of, like, sticks with me is um, the theory that uh, Ash Ketchum is, like, in a coma. Yeah. <laughs> That he's like, you know, not really experiencing all these he's experiencing, and they kind of validate this by saying that, you know, he's like never aging, even though he's going through like all these different pages and all this time has passed, but he like never gets any older, and he's just kind of stuck in that age of like when he went into this like coma. And like how no one else, like, has no one has ever heard of him, right. despite him constantly taking down big gym leaders and stuff. Yeah. And I always, I, I can see that because like, 
it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of strange though. Yeah, in in a way, but uh, I yeah, it's just weird little things like that. I'm always kind of interested in um, in like all these things that people come up with um, to kind of like give new life to the series, and like it, with some of these fan theories. Um, you kind of look back on them, and if you apply these things to them, you're like, oh, yeah, this, this could be the reason why things are going I'm on. still in love closing at five. Awesome. Thank you. You're um, You know, so it, it, it's one of those things where it's like now you can go back and watch a Cowboy Bebop and, like, apply this fan theory and be like, oh, yeah, I could see this and that, like, you know, rain true. Pretty much. Um, you were telling me one that your coworker was telling you about, about, um, about Yoshi being a Pokemon. Oh, Yoshi being a Pokemon. And he he, he said, like, um, the, the one, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it said something about Yoshi being a Pokemon, how Yoshi only says his name uh, only. But if you remember in Super Mario World, and I still stand by this, there is a speech box for him, and that is a, uh, in it where he says, Hi, I'm Yoshi. Help me find my other... You know, Yoshi my, my Yoshi friends, my cousins, or whatever the fuck yeah. he calls them, and so he does talk. He does say, he can say more than just his name. Like I'm not sure if he has some weird speech impediment or his tongue, does, his long ass tongue doesn't allow him to. But yeah, yeah. So I kind of feel that that's a load of bullshit. And, um, one of the fan theories uh, on here is debunking another fan theory that uh, has kind of stood. Stood true for a little while, though, of course, not actually true, but uh, the whole Aladdin one with uh, it taking place in the future. Yeah. Uh, you know, because uh, the genie's like saying he's been locked up for so long and mm-hmm. he's making like 10,000 years. Yeah, he's uh, making all these references to, um, to previous, or, you know, like to characters that are relevant, I guess, today and were relevant, you know, when that movie was coming out. Um, that wouldn't make sense if it took place in the past. So, of course, it has to take place in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of other little... Like, like, yeah, he keeps on making these pop cultural references. Yeah. Um, and also, he, they, uh, like, the main palace is, like, the Taj Mahal, and they have the Sphinx, and, uh, like, a couple other, yeah. like, places which are, no, like, nowhere near close to each other. Yeah. Um, being super close to each other that, like, some, like, earth-changing event happened, like, in a war, like, a bunch of, like, stuff got moved around. Uh, kind of strange. Yeah. I guess, but, eh. Um, this person is saying that, um, the genie can see the future. So it doesn't necessarily need to take place um, in the uh, in the future, I guess. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the lines that they uh, say that uh, is you know for this not being true, like not being in the future. Um, there's a line that he says at the end where he says, uh, "Al, you're not going to find another girl like her in a million years. <laughs> uh, believe me, I know. I've looked." So, and he kind of like, he could be talking about seeing into the future, but he could also be talking about how he's been locked up. He's been existing yeah. for millions of years. So, let's see what we got. Um, let's see. The Kronk, the Emperor's New Groove, uh, the Kronk Conspiracy. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Kronk is possibly an animal turned human. Because a he understood the squirrel, which did not speak English. Isma is at one point tells him that he's like a big stupid monkey. When prompted about Kronk's age by Cusco, Isma says she doesn't actually know, which could mean that she merely found Kronk as an animal <clears throat> and transformed him into a human. At the very end of the film, Kronk is shown teaching uh, Mesoamerican Boy Scouts and Isma how to speak squirrel which while the squirrel is understood through gestures nobody actually understands what he's saying except for Kronk um, lastly when Paka and Cusco have gone into Isma's Yism- <clears throat> lair to retrieve the human potion there are multiple potions for all the other living creatures Isma can turn someone into but notably only one potion remains to turn someone into a human Obviously, this is up for debate, but based on Isma saying he's like a monkey or the fact that he can speak squirrel, Kronk is either a squirrel or a monkey and that Isma turned into a human. 
It can still be argued that it isn't the, um, that that isn't the case, though. After all, there is no evidence as when potions work both ways. So too long didn't read. Kronk is actually a monkey or a squirrel turned human. <laughs> That's kind of ridiculous, but I guess it would make like some sense. It kind of explains why he was pretty pissed off when, like, or he was pretty hurt when he was called a big stupid monkey. Right. But of course, shit didn't really go down until she said he didn't. She didn't like his spinach puffs ever. Yeah. Then that's, that's when, when it things, got. That, that's when it got real. That's when Kronk got ghetto. Mm-hmm. Um. There was one in here I saw. Give me just a second. To scroll back to it, uh, talking about how uh, Breaking Bad and uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, Breaking Bad is an alternate universe where Hal never met Lois. Because <laughs> um, they're talking about how he, uh, let's see, in Malcolm in the Middle, Hal is uh, the boy's father and um, and is married to Lois. This year, uh, proposes Breaking Bad is an alternate universe where Hal never met Lois. Uh, it has shown uh, that all of the boys have some kind of genius. Uh, Malcolm has academic genius, Reese has cooking genius, and Dewey has music. Um, that seems to come from uh, neither parent. Uh, Lois isn't smart, and Hal is far from genius. Or is he? Uh, in the episode, uh, The Bots and the Bees, he teaches himself advanced robotics overnight. <laughs> uh, why exactly did he do this? He had nothing to do uh he had nothing to do because Lois was not there. Uh, in the alternate universe, he has time to go to college and learn chemistry. Due to a problem with the uh, IRS, he changes his identity to Walter White and become a world-renowned chemist. Uh, because Lois never convinced him to stop smoking, he did so for a good 10 more years. And it's, uh, as such, his cancer test um, returns positive instead of negative. Then he decides he's going to die anyways. He may as well become the meth king. Um, too long didn't read how from Malcolm in the Middle never meets uh, Lois gets cancer becomes Walter White <laughs> okay I can see that I mean like that, that's been kind of a popular fan theory I, I, I've, always been like, I've always been like so he goes into hiding after Breaking Bad and he gets a new family yeah. and yeah but I guess it would kind of make sense that they're alternate timelines. I mean, I guess it would kind of understand, like, kind of explain why Hal was kind of so insane most of the time during that show. Yeah. Because, like, how many times did he have a complete mental breakdown, like, within the course of the show? Because, like, there was a whole one where he, like, it centered around his mental breakdown where he went and, like, he went into the garage and he just painted something for the longest time until it finally, like, the painting was overdone so much that it had, like, a good, like, four or five inch layer of paint yeah. that just like peeled off and fell on him. So I, I, I don't know. I guess. And let's see. There, there is a particular one. Uh, like, let's see. There's um, the Ed and Nettie ones are always interesting, interesting and kind of super insane. Um, Let's see. Go ahead and find one for me. Joey. <clears throat> I'm trying to find one. Um, um, not to speak of any fan theories right now, uh, but something that's actually canon. Uh, did you hear uh, that in the uh, newest episode of The Simpsons, they uh, diagnosed Homer with narcolepsy, which is why he falls asleep a lot. Okay. Um, and they so that you know kind of explains his whole uh, constantly falling asleep and constantly being tired and confused and stuff. So they said that that's uh, they you know the it's actually canon in the show. They said that he has um, whatever okay. narcolepsy. Okay, okay, hold on, let's see. Jawbreakers and Edna and Eddie represent drugs. The Eds, along with other kids, are never seen with their parents, excluding Kevin, but we'll get to that. That's because they aren't kids. They're young adults, teenagers who have gotten addicted to drugs like cocaine and marijuana. Non-addictive, but you can get hooked. In the show, the Eds are always trying to get precious jawbreakers. They don't have the money, however, and must always try to pull off a scam to get the money needed. This is representing how they are how they are poor and need to do things in their neighborhood to get cash for drugs. Kevin is the jerk kid in town who is who is filthy rich and has a bunch of nice things. He's a dealer. That or his dad, who works at the jawbreaker factory, might be a drug lord. 
Uh, Kevin always has a ton of job breakers in his garage and is always flaunting his wealth and nice bikes to other kids. And when you think about it, uh, when they uh, make the trip to the factory and the candy store, you see blueberry, bubblegum, and tutti frutti, all types of weed. <laughs> Um, now there are some holes to this theory, like how they go to middle school and how they always talk about their parents grounding them. I can take a stab at those by saying they attend community college or are still stringing by in high school. They may still live at home with their parents, similar to Jesse at the beginning of Breaking Bad. Mm. I guess mm. that's kind of uh, that one's a little far fetched. Little at the end there, but I can see the whole other thing kind of would make some sense yeah oh yeah um this one this one's kind of the more well-known one i guess ed and eddie and the rest of the kids are all dead in the cul-de-sac is their pur- is their purgatory i've heard this one before and yeah. it's just kind of depressing so okay um it's like we hadn't always been here but the neighborhood has even before it was a neighborhood on earth uh this one had been here here for those that would be lost on those cursed grounds. Here for those who would die long before their real life ever truly began. Here for those who never really wanted to grow up. We come to from different times and we come from different lives, but one thing remains true for all of us. We lived on the earthly realm of the neighborhood at some point in our lives and died long ago before our time was supposed to come. We don't remember much of our lives in the cul-de-sac since the last mem- uh, the last... A uh, member of our group joined us, and certainly we won't remember now when the next spirit comes. But here is what we do know. Uh, Rolf was the first to come here. Unlike most of us, he was born in far-off lands and even in the afterlife hasn't lost uh, the touch of his old, world, um, his old world upbringing. He lived in the neighborhood far before it was developed. The son of a shepherd, he had the rest of his family came to, the start, um, to start a farm on the lands that would soon turn into the place he would eventually reside in. He died in 1903. <laughs> While tending the family's bull animals, bull broke loose from its pen, and Rolf's efforts to stop the beast, he was trampled to death. That is why, even though he brought many of his family's livestock with him in spirit, he chose not to bring the cattle along. He continues to go about the farm's business on a daily basis, but is more than happy to occasionally neglect them to play with the other children for the neighborhood. And then this one is actually pretty fucking long. Yeah, but, but it, it pretty much just goes into explaining all of these... Uh the reason why they're there, who they were, the time periods they came from, and they're all kind of sad and depressing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we should probably like end with some quick fire questions. I just want to talk about one more, because it has more. to do with Clarence. Okay. <laughs> and because I might as well be Clarence. You, you're kind of the embodiment of Clarence. <laughs> um, this one says that the show takes place in the Matrix. Um, it says, if you'll notice in some episodes, the animation becomes sloppier for no reason. Uh, one compelling instance of this is when Sumo says, Jeff, what's wrong with this computer? Yeah, yeah that's uh, right. Maybe he isn't really talking about the physical computer in front of him. He's talking about the computer that is generating the world around him. But if they're in the Matrix, how do they know they're in the Matrix? He's just like slightly aware, but not enough to like get out of the Matrix. Sumo would probably be the only kid who would be aware enough that they're that He would be the Neo. He would be. <laughs> he is their Neo. Oh, that's disgusting. That's sad. <laughs> when he's your Neo. <laughs> Um, so some quick fire questions. We got a we got a little bit. We got a couple minutes to do a couple. I don't really have that many, anyways. I don't so. really have that many either. Um, Joey, what is your most anticipated movie for twenty fifteen? Rest of the year. Hmm. Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Uh, I totally agree with you. I'm very excited for that movie. Yeah. Or Star Wars. Star Wars probably more so than Hateful Eight, but I'm excited for Hateful Eight as Hateful well. Hateful Eight is like the movie I'm. I've, I've been waiting for. I'm super excited for it. I love Tarantino's work, and I'm just... Yeah, I'm ready. I, I'm probably I'm Star ready. Wars and then Hateful Eight. Yeah. Um, I follow up to that question. I was going to ask you what your favorite... Uh, or what your most anticipated game for 2015 is. Um, shit. I don't keep up with all my games enough. As of right now, for me, it's probably Fallout 4. Fallout 4 is definitely the probably the one. Fallout 4 and Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, those two. Those right. two. I'm more so excited for Battle for, or for Fallout and the situation in the Battlefront because Battlefront is kind of uh, it's almost could untested. go either way. Yeah. It's almost untested as a series. So. Whereas Fallout, I know what I'm getting and I'm very excited for uh, that future. Okay, so because you pulled this one on me, I'm going to do this one to you. What is your favorite Disney movie? <laughs> um, currently. 
Jesus, I don't know. Jesus is not a Disney movie. That was a DreamWorks movie. <laughs> and you know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> um, Non-Pixar, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, my favorite Disney movie at the moment is probably um, Aladdin. I haven't seen it in a little while, and I've really been like kind of itching to see it. Um, but there's so many on that list. Uh, Lion King is up there. Um uh, what other movie was I thinking about that I wanted to watch recently? I watched Jungle Book. That was Jungle know, Book looks really just good. great. The uh, new one looks really good too. I'm very excited for the new one. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to see what they're going to do with it, like yeah. how it's going to turn out. Um, yeah, I would say like as of right now, Aladdin. But Aladdin. that list kind of always goes back. It always changes around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Joey, what is your? Uh, if you can only have one kind of potato chip for the rest of your life. What would that one chip be? It doesn't even need to be a potato chip. Just any kind of chip. Any kind of... You can't just, like, lump tortilla chips in with potato chips. I just did. And also, um, whatever the fuck sun chips are. Whatever the fuck that delicious mess of shit is. Man. If it makes it easier for you, then just go with potato chips, then. Okay, I'm just going to go with potato chips. If I can go with... Man. Those chili lime ones from Lay's. I I can devour a whole bag of that. But... Pretty good. That cheddar sour cream ruffles. I'd probably have to go with cheddar sour cream ruffles. Those are fucking delicious. I can I can demolish those like like nothing. There's just I, something so like intriguing about it. them that I love. I want it. Something that I can't even explain really. Yeah. But I fucking yeah, I agree with you. Those are pretty fucking delicious. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. So follow up to my last one: Disney or Pixar? Technically, they're one and the same now. Um, but you know they're different. As far as track record goes, um, Disney has uh, more of like uh, history, and they have more hits and classics behind them. But I think I grew up with more Pixar stuff, with like Toy Story. Toy Story, I remember being very like I don't want to say influential to my life, but uh, it was very important to me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably go with Pixar in that situation. Okay. Toy Story is very, very uh, big deal to me. All right, Loser. still sticks with me. Loser. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm still sad that I've like you know, so many toys of mine have gone away because of that movie. <laughs> yeah, they they do. They kind of makes you feel bad about either ones that get thrown like away. Like at the beginning of the second one, where like the fucking penguin gets thrown out because he doesn't work anymore, <laughs> and they like. Go through all this fucking heist plan just to get him back. Yeah, like that's fucking sad. Yeah. It just makes me think of how many toys I like threw away, like because they didn't work anymore. And God, <laughs> that they wound up at the junkyard, about to be incinerated, and they're all holding hands. Yeah, like I don't even want to think about. It. I'll fucking cry right now. I don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> all right, um, all right, Jerry, um, I guess we can split this up into two. Uh, so I guess it's kind of a two-parter. Um, if you had to pick um, one movie franchise, I guess you could just pick one. It really doesn't matter. Uh, one movie franchise or one game franchise to get a tattoo of on you, what would that be? Mm, movie franchise. Or video game franchise. Or, you know, any kind of, like, movie-related thing or video game-related thing. Mm. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think you have any tattoos. Right? I have just, no just, tattoos. Um, I don't know if you've ever like thought about getting one, but I have. But they're always the things that are not like necessarily like, movie related um, or video game related. Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, damn, I probably should have thought of this a lot more beforehand when I really think of all the movies I watch. Um, it, 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 yeah, of course. I mean, it just kind of shows that fuck you. I can come up with a better. You question know what? Than you, can. you know what? It, <laughs> If I could, I would probably... One, there'd be multiple tattoos at this point, if it was like that. But I would choose like really small, obscure tattoos that only fans of the movie would Would really get. Right. So So, if you were to get like a Jaws tattoo, would it be like a picture of the shark? It would be like a picture of... I would probably either... I'd probably have... uh, um, See, if I were to get a Jaws tattoo, it would probably be like a little like it'd probably just be like an ocean landscape kind of th- ocean scape thing with the orca in, in it and somewhere 
either that or like you could do like the name of like the city because I don't think a lot of people really is it Amity Island? Yeah, I don't think a lot of people are really aware of or would like can think of like and immediately associate yeah. that with Jaws. I think I would probably get the uh, the tattoo between the index and thumb that Tony Montana has in Scarface. It's like this little like sickle and like uh, little like sickle cross with something else. Like a sickle and a rose, I think. Yeah. Um, that identifies a hitman uh, coming from Cuban crime right. families over there to the United States. Uh, probably have something like that. And when people see it, is that a Scarface tattoo? It's like, yeah, goddamn right, it's a Scarface tattoo. And then an instant conversation happens. Whereas, I, whereas most people would look at that and be like, the fuck is that? A, he's a criminal. I'm yeah, a, probably. Just I'm like, not even going to talk to him. Um, if I were to get a video game one. I don't know. I probably probably do the same thing, like some small, yeah. insignificant, and, obs- and obscure enough to where they're not gonna something like if you were like a fan of like uh, the Super Metroid game, like you know any kind of like Metroid games, where you get like the little like statues that hold the thing, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of significant to that series, but not enough to where uh, most people would recognize Samus on a shoulder, but not yeah. like that little. Statue little, dude, yeah, holding the thing. And maybe, maybe like either like one of the little, uh, the one of the little Pip Boy characters, like do like yeah. doing one of the like having one of those, or um, like, you know, I I just had it, and now it just it just went away into the ether, and I can't remember it right now. I feel like if I would uh, get a video game tattoo, it would probably be. Um, either a Pokemon tattoo, which would make sense, you know, like some kind of, uh, mm-hmm. maybe not like a Pikachu on my shoulder or anything, but like some kind of like small homage to Pokemon, maybe a Legend of Zelda tattoo. Yeah. Um, but like you said, something kind of subtle, not something like, I'm not going to have like Link tattooed yeah. on my arm. I mean, like, arm. cause like, and like the Triforce has just been so overdone. Cause like, I, like there's like three people at my work who have a fucking Triforce. If tattoo. I had a Triforce tattoo, it would be cool to have it on your wrist. And, like, have the one, uh, like, blocked off, the one that's, like, I guess more so closer to you, whether it be power or strength Mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, wisdom. Yeah. And have that one, like, you know, actually, like, colored in. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, Because then that's subtle. And the people who look at it and actually know what, like, the three are, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's, like, cool. Like, you know, this one. You know, I'd probably have, like like, a hockey mask. Like, a little, like, Jason hockey mask somewhere. Like, but like, not like huge. I'd probably like want like like the, size, the size one. of a quarter, the size of a quarter. I'd have it on there somewhere, and it's like having like really like a really simple line drawing with like the little red arrows on it and shit. Mm-hmm. The reason why I asked this is because um, uh, I think this last week, like, there's a dude who set a record, and he has uh, over like 200 Simpsons characters tattooed on his back, and he spent like a total of like ten or eleven thousand dollars getting it all done. Um, but he holds the record for most characters tattooed on him that, on a single series. No. 200, like, you know, like, the family, and then, like, there's, like, a, sh- like, it kind of shows, like, a cutaway of, like, Moe's Tavern, and, like, I think the school, and, you know, you've got all these, like, random different characters just, in the mix and everything. That's too much. It's crazy. That's too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, all on this dude's back, like, fully colored and everything. That, No. No, now, that's too much. But I figured, like, I I, I thought it was interesting. I, I mean, I'd like, ask you, like, if I were to get a Simpsons tattoo, I'd get one Simpsons tattoo, and it would be the uh, the Bart skull and crossbones. Like, it's just kind of like like the bottom part of it is just like a regular skull, but when it gets to the top, where it's the, got its little, spikes. it has its little spikes for his hair, and like, and that's usually what he spray paints with El Barto. And I would just, I would just have that, not the El Barzo part. I would just have just that. the skull, just, just a little like Simpsons, uh, Bar Simpson skull on there. I think if I had a Simpsons tattoo, it might be a little Duff tattoo, a little Duff beer, a yeah, Duff beer, or just like the little label or something. Yeah, something stupid. Um, I think we got time for one more, Joey, and then we're gonna okay. get out of here. Um, so this one, because. It's not October yet, but it's kind of horror-related, and I kind of wanted to get to it because I wanted to get to it last time. We're getting close. This will will be up in October. This is another line in the sand uh, situation, and also, which is kind of what I wanted Chop here for. Joey Joey ruining friendships since the last bonus episode. Yeah. Okay. Are you afraid of the dark or goosebumps? Oh, man. Um... 
I I would say, uh, are you afraid of the dark? I think with uh, Goosebumps, I saw a lot of like the books and stuff, but I never really read any of them. But I feel like I've read more of the Are You Afraid of the Dark? So okay, I'm gonna go with that. Which one have you watched more of? Because uh, like, if you remember correctly, on Nickelodeon, there used to be the Are You Afraid of the Dark show, and then on I think it was WB, they had the the Goosebumps, Goosebumps one. Um. God, I don't even remember. I feel like the um, it was probably the Goosebumps one I actually watched more of on TV. Of those two series, which one did you like the best of the show? <laughs> of the show, um, from what I remember, probably the Goosebumps one because that's what I probably watched most of. Okay, so I can't like think back on it very clearly, but just assuming because I watched more of it, and um, that's probably the one. I never read any of the Are You Afraid of the Dark books. I have seen more of the Are You Afraid of the Darks than TV show the, of the TV show than the Goosebumps one, and I like the Are You Afraid of the Dark one more because it's it was kind of more insane, and they got away with a lot more than uh, than you uh, than Goosebumps. There are scenes where straight up little kids are dead. I just they uh, die and don't come back. Like I just remember like the. Uh, the whole intro thing where it's got like the hand holding little uh, mm. the little candle and the little matchstick or whatever the fuck it is yeah fuck that <laughs> but fuck these like I don't even know why I watched them like it's something I remember being like fuck this and like did you hear that like one of them was supposed to be coming back like here soon they're, like I think Are You Afraid of the Dark is supposed to get a reboot and something like that and I kind of like that and I kind of don't like it because I don't want them to like uh to not dumb it down, but I don't want them to get soft, I guess. Yeah. Because that stuff got pretty horrifying pretty quick. He, like, for a kid, like, even as an adult, like, looking back on it, I'm sure I'd be like, oh, that's, that was kind of gross. Like, that was kind of bad. There, there, There's a whole scene where, like, a zombie comes out of, like, the school pool, and, like, it's it's kind of like, it's like a legit, like, if you saw that as a kid, to be like... You'd be terrified. You'd kind of be terrified. Mm. Alright, so let's get out of here, Jerry. Um... We should be back in like two weeks. Hopefully we can figure something out here. Maybe. Um, but yeah, for now we are going to get out of here. Um, go check out the Facebook page. Uh, Facebook page. Stitcher. iTunes. iTunes. Stitcher. Uh, I put up a review recently uh, for a game called Chroma Squad. I'm kind of putting up a couple more reviews just as we're going along. Um, hopefully by the time this is airing you've got a list of uh, horror movies. I will definitely have that done. Um... But for now, let's get out of here. Uh, We will see you guys later. Bye.